Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. So what are we doing with you here today? <laughs> Recognize that sentence. This is one of the most common phrases heard in hair salons across the world. And it's often the starting line of the consultation process that can either make or break the client's experience. Why? Well, that's because a thorough detailed consultation is often overlooked in so many salons, which results in the client either only getting what they wanted and not what they actually needed, or actually simply getting neither. Now, I know that so many salon owners agonize over the client consultation and how to improve them and the general client experience with their teams. And today I'm chatting with Christina Russell. Now, Christina is a color expert and industry educator who specializes in consultation tactics and really working alongside the client to get the outcome that they really need and want instead of just what they booked in for. We'll chat about why the question, so what are we doing today with your hair, is in fact not the way that we should be starting our consultations and tell you what we suggest you should be doing instead. Let's jump into my chat with Christina now. Christina, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Really pleased to have you. Thanks, Larissa. Really excited to be here talking with you. All right. Well, let's start for those that don't know who you are. Who are you? Where did you come from? <laughs> How did you get to be doing what you're doing? Uh, where are you in the world? Well, um, I am in Sydney, Australia, but I do travel around Australia and I've been to New Zealand a lot and all over the world actually as a hair colour educator. I've got more than 20 years experience. I won't give the exact number because then you can reveal my age perhaps, <laughs> but I've got more than 20 years industry experience and I am a hair colour specialist that still works behind the salon chair in the capacity as a freelancer at Sydney Edwards & Co. So I am a business owner, not a salon owner, and I've worked with some really large brands all across the world, as well as I've worked in some fabulous small salons, and I absolutely love teaching. So I try to balance my um, sort of working life, I guess, between being behind the salon chair focusing on colour and yes I did train in cutting and blow drying way way back so I understand it but my niche is hair painting redheads colour correction and anything that's really creative. It's awesome and I'm really pleased to have you on the topic of consultation around colour because it is well, it can be a challenging road to navigate for the yes. stylist-client relationship, but it's so fundamentally important, uh, not only for the stylist, but for the salon owner to be able to uh, guide their team to be able to do it well. Because it's yeah. the make or break, I think, in the hair and beauty industry to be able to consult with the client and give her what she wants, not what she's booked in for. So I'm really pleased to have you talking on this topic because you're certainly the expert. So my question is, <laughs> my first question to you is, or one of my pet peeves, I guess, uh, is uh, a stylist asking a client, hey, how are you doing? What are, you, what are we doing today? 
I hate this as an opening line for uh, a consultation and I know we can do it so much better. So I'm really keen to hear what do you suggest as an opening of a consultation? Thank you. I think that's a really great question and I must admit that kind of grinds my gears a little bit when I hear it in a salon. So what are we doing today? And I I just (laughs) I almost like turn around and think, what are they saying? Because I do believe whilst it's lovely to have a fun opening sort of question to somebody, we are a professional and we need to have open-ended leading questions that get us the information in a consultation that we need. So I have attended loads of education myself as a student and, and heard many different approaches to consultation. What I've found works best for me and within colour or technical services is two open-ended questions. And so these open-ended questions aren't specifically asking what would you like because they might think they need something but then actually there's something else um, that I would suggest for them. So I usually have a consultation with them in front of the mirror. I do colour work not in front of the mirror so they can actually relax and switch off or have their laptop and be working on a desk, which means I've got more time with them. But my two key questions for consultation is tell me about your hair. So it's not really a question as such that's hairdressery, but tell me about it. And my second one is, what would you like to achieve today? So I ask them to tell me about their hair. And in that, I hope that they tell me a little bit about why they're in my chair if they're a new client. They probably know that their layers are too short or that they don't like something, or they may tell me a whole long history. It's a little bit like a first date. You either get all the baggage given to you or you've got to sort of work it out. And I really like the question, what would you like to achieve today? Because it helps me know how they would like to be leaving. So if they want a major colour change or a major transformation, or if they just really like to leave with a few of their greys covered, but they're generally fairly happy. And then I keep asking questions if I don't get enough information, but those are my key two. And that helps me to suggest things and that then would lead into quoting. But those are the two. And I like to do it either sitting down next to them at eye level or talking with them into the mirror, depending on what their body language is telling me. Yeah, I think they're great. And I really love how open your first question is. Like it's really wide open. Tell me about your hair because like you say, it will bring out all the things that are going on for them. You're not putting them into a box to only answer this uh, certain subset of challenges or whatever's going on and leaving a whole lot of things unsaid, especially if they're a new client, right? Yeah, especially if they're a new client and we all know what we don't particularly like about our existing hair or perhaps we've got a challenge whether it's with the texture or it's dry or you've got breakage or you want to be, you know, someone totally different or you're going through a breakup. Usually Mm -hmm. that first question, tell me about, is something that is great at dinner parties or in the salon (laughs) because you just get the opportunity to listen rather than talk at them. Yeah. Uh, In my salon, we had our opening line line that I taught was, what do you like and don't like about your hair at the moment? That was another one that, um, again, kind of drew out what's good 
and what is working and what isn't working because I think it's really important we don't throw out the baby with the bathwater but you know if you like something leave it keep going with it we don't have to change everything all the time Uh, and it certainly helps address the things that aren't working my fringe is too short my crown is sticking up blah 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 whatever it is that's going on yeah okay those are those are really really good um opening lines to get a good conversation going um what about this challenge of because here's the 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 first part the the grinding gears but let's go back to that the first part is hey what are we doing today and the second bit that grinds my gears is hey what are we doing today you booked in for half a head of highlights and i just think as professionals we can do better than that. Imagine we went to the doctor and said, and the doctor said to us, hey, you're booked in for 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> you booked yeah. in with your sore toe and didn't look at the whole person. Um, and I think we've got to be able to do better than just what she's booked in for. I have this belief she doesn't know what she wants or she needs. Yes. She yeah. thinks she does. But yeah. We should be the professionals. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think um, that raises some great topics and a good comparison to a doctor or to other people that serve or care for us in our community that you can't just cut the time however the reality is a hairdresser that has back-to-back 45 minute 30 minute two hour whatever the blocks are of your bookings you do know that you've got other things coming up in the day so sometimes I think we experience feelings of stress or overwhelm because you're running a little bit late and so A hairdresser may say, oh, I've got you booked in for this today and possibly between the lines or in their head, they're thinking, hurry up, I've only got 45 Mm -hmm. minutes to get through this service, what do you want to do? So I I do sometimes say, look, I've got you booked in for a half a head of highlights today, but I'm not sure that's what we're wanting to do. So what I do is add a little bit more information onto that is, I understand you're wanting a colour change today or I understand you're wanting a maintenance. I've been allocated quite a long booking for you today, so let's really discuss what we've got going on and what I can do. Or I'm quite clear with, so I've just been allocated 45 minutes for you today, which could include a long consultation and a mini express treatment, and then we could rebook you on another day if we're needing to do more work. Let's work through this, but I really strongly believe spending a little bit more more time in the consultation always helps us get clear on the same page as to what we're doing. Yeah, for sure, because I think if we look at the client outside of the one booking, not only are we serving her better, but we're actually subconsciously, I guess, locking her in for a long-term relationship. Yeah. So you booked in for half a head of highlights, but what do you really want? Where are, where are we really going with this? And if actually ultimately she wants a complete colour change, you can redirect her and say, that's great. Let's start with phase one today and we'll do this half, yeah. a, half a head of highlights because that's what you're yes. looking for quietly. Yeah. Uh, and we'll rebook you for part two and we'll take you on a journey. Um, there could be multiple services. Boom, you've locked her in, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You've locked her in and it shows that you care and that you've got a plan. You're not just there to sort of slam some foils in and get through to the next person. Sometimes somebody might come with really damaged hair and all that they can have is literally a consultation and a home care plan with products given to them and explained to them and an education plan. And then you might just be able to offer a treatment or a plex or a strengthening treatment and a blow dry. They still get touched talked to and cared for 
but they just might not be up for having that actual service yet. So I think that we need to be able to understand we are in the service industry and we are there to listen and to care for our guests or clients, whatever you choose to call them. I call them clients because they're paying. I think a guest is someone that comes over, you know, for a dinner party or is in your home. But I know a lot of American colorists like to say guests and that is something that's changing a little bit here in Australia where I am as well. But I, I do really think that we are also the professionals and are there to give our advice and not to be in a way like to have a circus runner, like, sorry, to have a client run a circus around you. So when they come in with a lot of demands, it's almost like we become a hostage to what they're wanting. And I think that's when sometimes mistakes or miscalculations can happen because we're put under a pressure. So I do think that there is certain timings obviously allocated with online bookings or over the phone bookings, but it is up to us in a consultation to really get the, the most connection in that time and then offer a service that's appropriate. For sure. And I think it puts uh, the pressure upon us as owners and stylists to be good at language, like get really good at yes. our language vocabulary and our ability to say yes to what we can do today and yes to what we can do tomorrow. We don't actually have to say no to people. Like it doesn't have to be a this or that, you know, it's either this or nothing. We yeah. can say, yeah, yes, we can do this part today, or yes, this is what we can, is going to be best for you, whether it's you booked in for a color, but actually, yes, today I'm going to care for your hair by actually only giving it a treatment and a trim. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. next time yeah. we'll do a color. So I think it puts the emphasis on getting really good at a handful of phrases. Like I know sometimes, even even now, I'll get caught out in a new situation where I've never been before and I don't know the language to articulate what it is that I want. And yeah. So I think a little bit of practice and being able to, you know, find the language to say yes and no and what they should and shouldn't have in those tricky situations, you know, that's a good skill to have. It's and a really good skill teach. to have. Yeah, yeah, and to be taught that. And, and this certainly is something that comes from years of experience probably for both you and I and many other people out there that have been doing it for longer. So it's a situation that some people that are new to being on the floor, fresh out of training, can really struggle with. But it's still something that I get asked all the time when I go in and do salon training is about consultation. So it is something that whilst we might have been doing hairdressing or owning a salon for a long time, it's something that still needs revisiting, updating, a little bit of fine tuning because if you keep doing the same thing, you're just going to be attracting back that same type of work. And I want to attract some new challenges. I want to attract some high spending new, you know, um, Instagram savvy clients, as well as I love my predictable regular clients because my mental health can cope with those and I know they'll turn up <laughs> on time. So I do think that we need to have different conversations and something that I think a salon owner can perhaps do is to have some role playing, which can feel really uncomfortable at first, but role playing in meetings can work really well. And to have a couple of the more capable or maybe the more confident people to do a demonstration and a couple of games that can play out really well is to try and have two people get up and do only open-ended questions. And it could be about any topic. So maybe you're having ice cream on the beach. So 
would you like to have vanilla? No, that's not an open-ended question. What flavour are you feeling like today? And to actually have this fun sort of game where they have to keep going back and forth with open-ended questions, that can be one way of setting up somebody even to understand what that actually is. And then mm. you could perhaps do a few, you know, different icebreakers, depending on what your team is, but to actually split them up in buddies and get them to do actual practice in the consultation. Because we teach people how to do a fringe trim, how to do a blow dry, but we don't often just focus on the consultation and what to do if someone says no or I don't like that or the last person's ruined my hair and what to do when there's an emotionally charged or a negative experience with mm. consultation, like when to ask for help. So I think having some training and perhaps, you know, a few key questions that work for you in a salon, but literally spending time debriefing, talking about it openly, not with like a, a heavy emotion, but just saying, hey, what worked for you in that consultation? What's one thing that worked? What's one thing that could work better? And as a team in different meetings to actually progress and come up with something that fits your unique culture, because it can be a bit of a game, but it does, it does need to be supported when you're not on the salon floor as well. I like uh, what you were saying about doing that as a team. And I know one of the challenges that I come across with working with salon owners yeah. is that as an owner, you feel the pressure to know the answers all the time. And essentially what you're saying is you don't need to know the answers. You just need to open up the floor and what I would call a workshop style, when you're working towards a common solution or as a group, you come across and say, well, what could we say in this situation? Because I remember that feeling as a business owner, as a salon owner, yes. to go, oh, God, I don't know the answer. How can I teach my team when I don't know? And actually, we don't need to know. We just need to facilitate the conversation and then maybe be the person at the end to wrap it up and summarise and go, okay, we've had some great suggestions, but how about we try this suggestion from Jane who said X, Y, and Z? Do you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah, I love that. I think the, the key word that you said there is facilitate. So I think being a teacher or a, um, you know, a defiant type of way that you have to do something, to facilitate is to help pull things and get people to, you know, contribute. And they feel rewarded and worthwhile and that's a good thing for morale. But Sometimes like the person that's sitting two chairs down seems to be selling all the retail, selling themselves in the way that they're getting the highest rebooking and they're really kicking targets and commissions. And we have every now and then at Edwards & Co, we have meetings on different things just like every other salon does. But there are some real stars as far as retail or different standout service providers and they just say to them, hey, you know, Susan, for example, you know, What's working for you at the moment? I've noticed your retail is up here and you're selling minimum three to four products per client and you're really booked out. Can you show us? And so that person would then come to the meeting and they would sit down and they sit their four products down and say, I just simply included in my consultation and this is an example of what I say. And then we go to and forward and say, could that work for you or what? how would you change that into your own words? And so sometimes a see-do type demo and questions is great and then I think other times a workshop like what you were talking about is really useful. Yeah, yeah. Let's just touch uh, on the topic of 
coming being faced with the unknown in a yeah. type of service typically a color correction because i know this is something that you specialize in yeah. or somebody comes in with a slightly complicated they want to go from light from dark dark to light or there's a, a big change and it's super hard to know how long it's going to take so how do you book for that but actually most importantly how on earth do you quote for that <laughs> it's one thing yeah. to know the outcome but you don't necessarily know that you can achieve that today yeah. uh, or that it might take two hours or four hours what are your thoughts around that as a as a process for a business owner to think about i think this is a really hot topic at the moment in and it probably has been for a while but it's something that i'm seeing in facebook groups that i'm a member of it's something that i get asked by salon owners and i thank you for this question today because i think it can be a really helpful um bit of information really or or a a bird's eye view in a way as to how I would work as a color correction specialist at a really busy salon. So I was trained initially by an incredible colorist, but she would be very, very technical and she would always say, oh, look, this is on your hair and this is restricting this and this chemical is here. And I've learned over the years to soften it, but to do a consultation that is anal analytical but still compassionate and we need to work out what's actually possible. So, for example, if somebody's booked in for something and then they produce a highly bleached rainbow unicorn hair colour and they currently have long black dark hair, hair black, <laughs> let's say black, okay, we can say it. Sometimes I say to clients, you do realise that you have black hair and you're showing me this it's called 10 levels of difference and then we need to get get you there so i always sit down with them and we have a consultation and i let them explain to me what they would like i get a feeling pretty early on that it's not going to work out in this time slot what i tend to do if it's a major color correction or unicorn color or color stripper needed or something like that a couple of technical things that will always support me is to offer at least a test strand. So whether I do a test strand whilst they're sitting there having a cup of coffee, tea, champagne, whatever they're doing and reading a magazine and they want to sit there for the full processing time, I'll, I'll offer a test strand. More often than not, this really freaks some hairdressers out that I do this, I actually say to the client, can I snip a tiny piece of hair out from the back of your head? and I will test this. You do not have to sit here and wait, but I will test it. I will test it for strength. And then what I do is actually send a photograph of a couple of suggestions based on how light I got it. I used to just send them a picture of this knotty little wet test strand of hair. <laughs> and someone yes. said to me, you realize a hairdresser knows what that is, but you're communicating with a consumer or a client. So in the most extreme situations where I can't actually do their hair because I don't have enough time, I give them an incredible service and consultation and a test strand and I get back to them within 24 hours with a couple of solutions that have only two choices. So two of them would be things that I could actually physically do. One might be a higher end or higher expensive service. So that would be for the most extreme damaged hair, something that I really need to explore. And I will take them up to the front desk. 
I'll ask for a manager or a salon receptionist help to make sure that they have a really strong experience up there and get booked in. And I might offer to come in on a day where I have no other clients. So I'll open up a day the following week or within two weeks and they get me for one-on-one -on -one colour correction service. We charge an hourly rate. So that would be the most extreme, uh, perhaps damaged hair, somebody that's got breakage. If it was somebody that actually just needed more work, it was totally possible, totally safe on their hair, I would offer them to do a smaller, or I really love the word express or finesse service. Could we really open up some colour around your hairline? What are the key points you must get done today? And then could I educate you or could we have a chat around what a plan could be for next time because I really want you to feel that you've got the full service. However, I really need to get to this uh, next booking and I really want to always be focused one-on-one -on -one with all of my clients. So I can offer you that, would you like to come in next time and I'll make sure that we allocate, you know, 90 minutes or whatever we need. So I don't ever blame that there's someone else about to turn up. I don't ever blame that I'm running late or that my stomach's grumbling, even though it might be. But I do offer them a solution on the day and I don't ever say just simply no. Yeah, I, I love the approach. We have this approach uh, at Solomon's Collectives as we never say no. We always say yes because you can say no by saying yes to what you can say yes, yes. to. It's, a, it's an art, it's a skill, it's a language skill, but it's possible. I do love that. And I love that, like offering the test strand. You know you've got time to do the test strand because you otherwise would be doing her hair, yeah. right? Yeah. So you can get it done. Yeah. I love that you send pictures of what you can do. Again, it's a yes, yes. experience, not a no experience. Yes. What you can do, forget the little crinkled strand and a piece <laughs> of tinfoil. <laughs> I know, I did that for about 10 years and then someone said, what are you doing? Send them yeah. photos of hairstyles. You're like, of course. That you can actually achieve. I think this yeah. is good. And again, I think they're building trust for a long-term client. If you can't get there today, getting there tomorrow um, and being able to spend the right dedicated amount. So let's just talk about the quoting part because that's yeah. an interesting concept to me. Come in on a day that you might open up that you might not have been otherwise there and yeah. have an hourly rate. I think this kind of, this is a game changer really because you do not know the outcome. I guess you have to give some guidelines as to budget, so yes, it's not absolutely. an endless, sort of an absolutely. endless, we could be here 12 hours at $200 an hour. Um, yes. Talk to me about that. So, I do think that it is a great option that salons can offer, but it absolutely needs guidelines as well. And other industries that we could look at would be tattooing and industries like that that do have a consultation. They may, if I refer to a tattoo artist, I'll do a consultation and a drawing, and then you'll go back in, talk about it, and then they usually charge, if it's a smaller piece, just it's a one-off Price. And if it's an ongoing back piece or a full arm tattoo, you'd have several appointments at an hourly rate. Now, in tattooing, just like in hairdressing, there are slow people and there are fast people and there are professional people and there are a few cowboys out there that are just trying to get more money. So the hourly rate does work very well when I think you really need to know your numbers beforehand. So you need to know what your product company cost per tube is, what you would estimate a certain service to be if you use a Plex treatment, 
or if you use moisture treatments, all of those sorts of things and what your overheads are as far as whether you have an assistant, um, you know, your rent, etc. When I do an hourly rate, it isn't a common thing that I offer, but it is something that we do have a few colorists in the salon that offer. It would be only their first booking and it would be major color corrections or virgin bleaches that have existing color. So they would be the two types of clients. And we do say, look, it's going to be an hourly rate minimum four hours maximum will cut it at eight hours so it does give a bit of a boundary mm. the higher end scale i would compare with perhaps a hair extension client coming in for the first time that sort of higher ticket value and the minimum may be more around a full head of foils a toner a treatment and a blow dry perhaps but we do actually charge per for the hourly rate whilst all the treatments and things are on there. So sometimes it's an easier way when there's going to be about 10 services or we do a small partial area, rinse it off, something else, because in comparison, charging per service then may be too extreme. So mm. it's something that is a thing that we would offer every now and then. It's Their second visit would be considerably less. It would be considered a maintenance colour. And it's something that otherwise, if I can be doing it and I've got other clients there and I'm, you know, interacting with maybe three or four people at once in different service stages, I charge per service, just like probably a lot of hairdressers do. But if they want me, the one-on-one -on -one experience or they need that, it does need to be a higher ticket value. All right, so interesting. Um, anyway, there's lots of food for thought in terms yes. of adding another idea to your quoting for uh, the unknown. For the unknown, for the unknown, yes. All right, as we uh, work towards wrapping up, do you have, you're a business owner, you have multiple yes. uh, balls that you juggle, so what's a quote yep. or a mantra or something that keeps you going or keeps you sane or keeps you focused? Well, um, I find as a creative artist that is also a business owner, I really like to remember to have a bit of fun and to be myself and at times in a more corporate or a branded environment, which education can be, I've been told to conform a lot. So I actually like to look at things like Dr. Seuss quotes so mine would be my one of my favorite quotes is it just grounded around being yourself so it is this which may be a bit silly for a salon or a business owner but i think it's quite fun we love silly um mm -hmm. yeah it is today you are you that is truer than true there is no one alive that is you are than you which i really like because it means that you can just be yourself because having unique thoughts and approaches makes you different and that's the same as being a salon hairdresser you know your vibe attracts your tribe you get that clientele and then all the rest you can add on with doing education and attending classes and listening to podcasts and so on so that's my favorite quote i love it really really good um now normally we ask uh anyone that comes on the podcast to share a resource or something that they've listened to recently. But in fact, you have a couple of your own. So I'd really love you to share uh, your podcast and you've got another couple of things. So, and then I'll yeah. um, 
link up the, the links in the show notes to uh, get their hands on them. Okay, so, great. Tell us all about it. Okay, thanks for that. Yeah, really exciting actually because this week I have just launched my podcast, Colour Christina Talks, and I totally appreciate how much work and passion and love goes into this, Larissa. You're flying through it at the three-year mark. So I'm a total newbie, but it's a weekly podcast for salon owners and hairdressers looking to feel more confident with colour theory, social media and creative business tips and and plus much more. So I interview people as well as I share some solo episodes. And you can also find me on Instagram as at Colour Christina. And what I've got excitingly is a couple of free downloadable ebooks that you can get on my website as well. So Every podcast is going to have a downloadable, whether it's a checklist or a consultation form or a mini ebook. But there's an ebook already available on my website that is for hair painting redheads and a few other goodies that you'll find if you click and play on my website. Great. Well, the links to all of those will be uh, on the show notes uh, at www.salonownerscollective.com. Com uh, forward slash episodes. Okay, it's been amazing chatting with you. Um, Thank you it's so been much. really, really useful. I know that uh, we've covered some good topics, and I hope you guys have felt it, uh, found it useful. If you found something like what I would call a BFO, like a blinding flash of the obvious, or something that you're like, oh, oh I love that. that. <laughs> Make sure that you come and DM Christina on her Insta handle, and uh, and let me know too, because it's always nice to know that. Um, what we talk about is useful. We want to know that. All right. Yeah, I love Thanks, that. Christina. And, Thanks, um, Luisa. Okay, and that's a wrap. Thank you so much, Christina, for joining me in this episode and shedding a little bit of light on what a really great consultation truly should be like. Now, I want to take a moment to extend an invitation to you. I've just opened up my calendar and I'm accepting some bookings for a chat with you about my Salon Mastery Program. So take a moment and picture this. It's 12 months from now. Your life, your business and you are doing better than ever. You're spending more time with the family and making time for friends than ever before. You've actually got time for you. Maybe you even go to the gym, look after yourself, eat well, plant-based diet maybe. Your business is thriving. Your team are a well-oiled machine. They, they aren't constantly depending on you. You can walk away from your business and feel completely in control. You know you're an amazing boss without actually having to be there all the time. Your sales have skyrocketed. Your numbers are better than ever. And most importantly, your clients, yes, all your old ones plus the new ones that you suddenly have, love you, your business, and your team. Sounds like a dream, right? Well, I'm suggesting don't let this be another year of average. If you want the dream, you can have it, and the answer is come and talk to me about Salon Mastery. Now, the promise of Salon Mastery is simple. Facilitating a breakthrough year in your business and thus your life. Skyrocket you past your growth plateau and into a whole new level of momentum all without leaving you overstressed, overworked, overwhelmed, like usual. If you're keen to find out more, then I'll leave a link in the show notes. I've got a few spots left to have a chat. Make sure Salon Mastery is right for you. Tell me a little bit about your business. I'll let you know if it's a good fit. Um, and 
I look forward to chatting to you and welcoming you into Seller Mastery. Jump in quick though, because by the time that this comes out, we'll be closing down bookings and we'll be diving into this year's program. So I don't want you to miss out. Otherwise, I will see you in the podcast next week. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Tune in each week as we reveal the latest insight and advice on what it takes to make your salon a success today. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or visit us online at salonownerscollective.com for answers to your common questions, to follow Larissa and much more. Thanks for listening. See you next time.